Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 214, and it's titled The Art of Cock worshiping okay don't guys do not tune out ladies don't tune out either this episode is actually for both of you so we're going to start out first with you know sort of what do we mean when we say cock worshiping and you know we're going to talk about why men don't get as much cock worshiping as they wish they did we're going to talk about how you can get more cock worshiping and that's kind of like the guys section, right? So if you're over there going, man, I wish my woman would worship my cock like that. Why doesn't she do it? We're going to tell you why she doesn't do it. And we're going to tell you what to do to get her to do it more. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about how to do it. So that's going to be really for the women. Uh, once you, and women, don't, don't tune out to the first half, by the way, because when you hear what we tell the men, you're going to go, yep, uh-huh, exactly, that makes, sense. That makes it, that's it, yep, uh-huh, right, so, <laughs> so you're going to want to hear that so that you can have these discussions with your men about, hey, this is why, because some of these things, when we go over them, you're, you're going to say, yeah, absolutely, but you might also say, ah, I never really thought about it like that, and I never put it in those words, so this is going to give you words that you can use to have this discussion. Communicate. Right. And then, of course, like we said in the second half, then it's going to give you the actual techniques that you can use uh, to make it amazing. Yeah, how exciting. So before we dive into today's super juicy content, and by the way, before you get all offended, next week, stay tuned for the other part, the art of worshipping pussy. Okay, (laughs) it is coming. We are starting with the cock, but the pussy is coming. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. We love it when the <laughs> pussy comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Make sure you check it out. Yeah. And actually, we have a module um, in our couples program, not Power and Mastery, but in our couples program, um, where we actually cover all of this uh, cock worshiping Yeah. And, and it's funny because when people work with us, we always do a strategy call because then we want to see like, hey, are we a match? What is it that you're looking for? How can we support you? And do we want to work with you, right? Because that has to be fun both ways. And if it looks like we are a good match, then we kind of give them some outlines of like, hey, this is what we're going to cover. And one of the module is called cock worshiping. That's usually when the guy is sold. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, uh, where do we sign up? Yeah, well, what guy doesn't want his cock worshipped? I mean, come on, really? <laughs> so this is a good way to maybe define what do we mean by cock worshipping? Yeah, 
that's a great place to start. So what, what do we mean by that? You know, unfortunately, the term cock worshiping can trigger some people. Yes. They're like, oh, you expect me to worship him? And all it really means is giving attention to somebody's cock in a way that brings in the elements of you know, of love, of appreciation, appreciation of, you know, even Pleasures. pleasure, turn on, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, to properly cock worship, and you'll give at the end, you'll, you'll give some techniques. And the principles of it. And the <laughs> principles. But, but to properly do it, and this is going to go for the pussy worshiping as well, but to really properly do it as like a cock worship means that you have to really enjoy what you're doing. You're not just going through the motions like, okay, he wants me to touch his cock, so I'll do it. You know, you have to approach it from the point of view of, wow, this cock is amazing. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It brings me so much pleasure. I love the way he uses it. I love the consciousness of it, like all of that stuff. And, you know, you'd probably be a better one to talk about that. But no, but I love this point. And I think also another aspect of cock worshipping is the healing aspect of it. You know, most of the time we touch our partner's genitals without being fully present or having like a goal in mind. And it's kind of like a fast food experience. And cock worshipping is taking that experience, that fast food experience, and turning it into a gourmet that you know, experience a five meals course that involves your senses. And that is actually enjoyable for both. And unlike fast food, where you feel full and an hour later you're still starving, when you had this gourmet five meal course, it goes on for a while where it really satisfies you on a deeper level. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and, and I think it's important to see that. You know, your relationship right now may not be in a place where you're like, I don't want to do that. You know, like, he's not showing up for me, or I don't like him, or we have so much resentment and things, you know. But I want you to remember that this could be a practice that could bring you back closer. Yeah, so, you know, for one, if you don't want to do it because of those other things, you've got some other work to do. Right. So take care of those other things so that you want to do it. But as Celine just mentioned, this could be one of those things that get you back to that place where you are wanting to do it. Right. Because it's bringing you closer. You're connecting. Right. And then that gives you an opportunity to maybe let go of some of the resentments and all that kind of stuff. You also get to model to the other person what you would like. Now, of course, these are conversations that you need to have. And I think maybe now, before we go too far into that, let's just kind of jump into why you're not getting it, why you're not getting it, what you need to do, because we're going to answer a lot of what I was just going to say as we go through that. All right, so let's start with number one. Okay, number one is really simple, and it sounds ridiculous. You've probably heard us talk about this on the show before, but it is a complaint that we hear from women that we work with. Okay, what is it? 
well, you are not getting your cock worshipped because you are not well-groomed and clean. And, and by clean, that includes your anus. Absolutely. Because if she's going to go there with anything, hands, mouth, whatever, uh, she doesn't want to have smells, dirty things, or to spread the bush to find something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so when, when talking about the anus, I mean, the reality is, is that if it's not clean, you'll smell it when you're you down do. there. And it's a massive turnoff. <laughs> I, told, I know I told you this story once before, but, you know, w- back in the day when there was a, a group of us who used to get together a lot and do like uh, massage oil parties, it wasn't anything sexual, but, you know, like we would go hang out at a friend's house, hot tub, whatever, and then, you know, Somebody would lay down and everybody would give them a massage and, and you'd rotate around. I remember one time there was this woman, I didn't know her very well, but I knew her and it was her turn. So she laid down and, you know, people, of course, would always get naked before that. And honestly, you could smell her butt and it was a major turnoff. I was like, oh, you know, I mean, look, the reality is, is, you know, you've been out all day long. You had to use the public restroom at work. Like there's only so much you can do. Right. But before you're going to be in a sexual situation with somebody, you go take care of it. Like everybody's butt smells from time to time. Right. Like I, I, I wasn't judging her because she wasn't clean and she probably just came straight over after work or whatever. But you got to take care of those things if you know you're going to be in a situation and, like this. You know, I've worked with thousands of men. I've worked in person, and I have to say that it is definitely a big problem. And I know it's common sense, but somehow it's something that I had to teach hundreds and hundreds of men. Use a wipe, use a washcloth, just keep the area clean. Yeah. And so, you know, and we're not even just talking about just the anus either. There are a lot of guys that just don't have clean genitals. Like if you're not circumcised, please pull down the skin and wash out all of the little white discharge. You have to. You have to every single day. Yes. Every day. And not only that, let's say you shower in the morning, you do it in the morning, and then it's nighttime and you're like, ooh, we're going to plan a sexy night. Like go clean it up before you start. Yeah. I mean, come on. Okay, we said it. We got that one over with right from the start. Great. All right, let's move to number two. Number two. Oh, number two. Oh, I want to slap guys all the time for number two. You believe if she starts you, she has to finish you. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. We've said this so many times, but it bears repeating again, which is (laughs) she doesn't have to finish you every time she touches you or teases you or plays with you. And the problem is, is that when you believe that that's true, well, you got me started, honey, I got a boner, now you got to finish me, she's not going to touch you and get you started unless she's really in the mood to go all the way, which is probably a fraction of the number of times that she actually would be willing to touch you. That is so true. So true. I hope you heard that because if there's no pressure, she will be willing to play so much more often just as long as she wants. Five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Yeah, you have got to drop this idea that every time your woman touches your cock, she has to make you come. Or every time it's hard. 
Yeah, or every time. Oh my God, could you imagine? Could you imagine if you had to make me come every time I was hard? Well, we wouldn't get any much work done. I'd be ejaculating like 50 times a day. Yeah, well, that's the problem too, which doesn't really work for your energy. No, no. You, You absolutely have to drop it. If you want her to just grab you, touch you, massage you, do things anytime, anywhere, you've got to let go of that. And once that pressure is gone and she knows that that is not something that has to happen, she's going to want to touch you all the time. And, you know, it's interesting because I think for women, it's easier for us to just be like, yeah, pet my pussy for a little bit or touch me. And then we're like, we're done. Somehow, men, they have to work through more of a mental gymnastic to get there. The reality is, is if you're so horny after she touches you that you absolutely have to ejaculate, just go masturbate, but don't make it her job. She doesn't have mm-hmm. to do it. You know, the other day, because, you know, it's been very warm and we walk around the house naked a lot. And so I was walking around the house naked. You were sitting in the chair and I walked over to you to talk about something. I don't even know what we were talking about. And you just gave me that look. And then you did the little like come closer with your hand. And I knew exactly what you wanted. I walked over to you. You grabbed my cock and my balls and you touched it for a little bit. And you were like, oh, that was fun. Mm -hmm. And then I turned around and walked away and kept doing whatever we were talking about doing. Mm -hmm. That never would have happened. You never would have touched it or even thought about it. If you were thinking, oh, once I do that, then I'm going to be stuck here for the next however long trying mm-hmm. to make him come, right? Like that, that just wouldn't have happened. All right, let's move on to number three. You want her to swallow. Guys, it's up to her if she wants to swallow or not. Or, you know, you want her to, I don't know, bathe in your cum. Whatever it is, like let her choose what she wants to do with your juices. Yeah, so, you know, let's face it. We love it when... We can ejaculate inside her mouth. It feels great. It's better than, well, it's not the ultimate, but (laughs) it's better than the other alternatives, you know, like just uh, ejaculating, you know, on a towel or whatever, or even all over her, right? So I can understand why guys want to do it. It's the point. But the point is, is that again, you make that an expectation. She's not always in the mood for that. Sometimes she's like, yeah, give it to me. I want like 64 ounces of it. You know, and other days she's like, I don't want it anywhere near me. Right. So you, you, if you always have that expectation that, you know, well, one, she has to finish me and two, you need to do it by swallowing, then she's going to go, nope, not doing it. And then she'll only do it when she's in the mood, which will be like four times a year, probably. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) Number four reasons of why you ain't getting the worshiping that you are looking for is because you don't really reciprocate. Yeah, well, that's, that's a harsh truth. And this really works both ways. Uh, We'll get into that when we talk about uh, pussy worshiping as well. But it's not that it has to be 50-50. Get that out of your mind. There's no such thing as 50-50. It's not you gave me one, I gave you one. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that you do initiate from time to time and meet their needs as well. So that it's not always just you asking and your needs getting met. So that you do from time to time reciprocate. Because the reality is if you don't, resentment builds up. It's like he constantly expects me, you know, to to touch his cock and to worship it and to give him a blowjob and to do all this stuff, but he never touches my pussy, right? 
And the other way around happens too. I mean, I had a girlfriend, you know, we dated for like four years. I probably got like four blowjobs in four years. It just wasn't her thing, you know? So I had to consciously really watch myself and not get into that mode because it, there were times when it's like, man, why do I want to reciprocate when she never really does anything? In that case, I was aware of it. So I was like, okay, don't don't go there. Mm-hmm. Remember, this isn't a tit for tat kind of thing. Model to her what you want the behavior to be, right? And then if it's not, it's not. I mean, you need to have conversations about it or, or whatever. But um, just be careful about that whole reciprocation thing because it can really create resentment. Number five, you pressure her. Yeah, you pressure her in many different ways. So pressuring her to do it to begin with, uh, pressuring her to finish you, pressuring her to swallow, pressuring her to do it a certain way. Pressuring Pre- her to come. Brian, pressuring her to get super turned on and come, pressuring her to do it in front of your friend. I don't know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, the, pressure never works with women. It just doesn't <laughs> ever. It's the worst. Like it's a massive libido killer. Yeah. Huge, huge. All we want to do is nothing. Is like protect ourselves and be like, screw you. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, that's generally pretty true. Number six, let's say you're in the act and uh, it is something done by uh, mouth, you push on her head or you direct her, her hands and it's like, you know, she can't breathe. And you're like holding her. It's like, sir, keep going. Okay, so 90% of the time, Do not push on her head unless she asks for it because some women do like it. So if we tell you don't push on her head, inevitably somebody's going to comment and go, my girl loves it when I grab her head and shove it in there, you know, right? And then there might be, the women never comment and say these things, but there, there's probably a few women who are thinking, but I like it when he does that. They yes, just, they but just you had w- communication. It was clear that right. it's something that turned you on. That And that's that's the difference. Know your woman, know what she likes, know whether or not that is something she would be okay with. Most of the time, most women are not okay with it. They're not. Now, they might maybe down the line, once they get really turned on and kind of warmed up and their throat opens up a little bit or whatever, maybe. But don't just like start by grabbing her head and being like, yeah, uh, uh. it's not a porn movie. Porn movies are terrible. It's the like the worst place you could possibly learn about sex is from a porn movie. And they do that all the time in porn movies. So stop it. <laughs> Number seven, you haven't made sure that she is comfortable. Yeah, that's a big one. We talk about this all the time when we talk about like setting the scene. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is if you want her to keep doing something, she's got to be comfortable. You know, bring a pillow, make sure her body position's good, make sure she's warm, you know, you know we, basics. We all need to be comfortable. Like if I'm going to go down on you for 30 minutes, like I do need to be at least somewhat comfortable. But the reality is, is there is a difference between men and women. I am actually willing to be somewhat uncomfortable for that 30 minutes if it makes you scream and come. Wow, good trooper. <laughs> well, you know, as guys, we're just kind of like, I don't know, we're, we're wired a little bit differently. And so sometimes I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I, pre- I want the experience to be nice. So I make prefer sure to be comfortable. But sometimes I'm like, ah, this really isn't the best position, but she's really liking it and it's really getting her turned on. So fuck it. I'm just going to keep doing it. Right. But women, women are different. 
Women need it to be comfortable. Again, there's probably a woman or two who's saying, yeah, she's just like me. She doesn't care how uncomfortable she is. It's just a turn on and she'll keep doing it. You are not the norm. You are the outlier. That's wonderful. And most women are not you. Okay, last but not least, you don't praise her enough. Yeah, you know, if she is making an effort to do this somewhat regularly and you just treat it as like, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, my wife married you, so... Yeah, yeah. That's, your, that's your duty, right? Like, if that's the way you're treating it, she's going to become resentful. Like, wow, he's, I'm, I'm putting in all this effort and he's not even appreciating it. Yeah. So, yes, you have to praise her or appreciate her. You can use either word. The idea is that you let her know, I love it when you do that. It's mm-hmm. so great. Or, you know wow, you were such a trooper. That was like 20 minutes of amazing worshiping or, you know, whatever it is. Just let her know that. All right. So let's talk quickly about what you must do because I want to get into our how-tos. Okay. All right. So what you must do is mostly the opposite of everything Yuri just told you not to do, but there are some differences as well. So, okay. Number one. Number one, one stop having an agenda. Right. So that's kind of like the whole, um, she doesn't have to finish you. She doesn't have to swallow. Like there's no agenda. Or you have to make it until I'm hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just doesn't matter. You know, whether it's 30 seconds, three minutes, 30 minutes, just let it go. Number two, stop being needy. Uh, This is like the biggest turnoff for women in the world. Yeah. A needy guy. It's like, I need this, I need this, I need... It's like the unsexiest thing in the world. I'm so horny, I need you to help me with that. (laughs) You got two hands, take care of it yourself. (laughs) Number three, enjoy whatever she's willing to give, no matter how short or long. Yeah, and you know, that's the whole thing is just be grateful that she's touching you. Right. I mean, that's the reality of it. Just be grateful that she wants to touch you and that she wants to play with your genitals. It's really interesting because you know, when you work with enough clients and you, you get into enough people's sex lives, you really realize that a lot of people don't have a lot of sexual contact or connection, especially if they've been in a relationship for a long time. So they'll have it, but it'll be like, you know... Maybe they have one night this month Mm -hmm. and maybe they did a whole bunch of stuff that night, but then there's not a whole lot that goes on in between. And so, you know, you've heard us talk many, many times about the constant state of arousal and how do you keep that fire going in your relationship? Well, one of the ways that you do that is by having frequent, smaller sexual contact throughout your day-to-day experience. But you can't do that when you have an agenda, when you're being needy, any of that stuff. So wouldn't you rather be touched on a regular basis, at least a little bit, or be touched all the way to finishing the way you want to once a month or once every two months? I know which one I would choose. Yeah, me too. I'd take it more frequently for sure. Yeah. And so I think the last three points that we have we've already covered them earlier but we want to repeat but what you must do is reciprocate right you Mm. must praise and appreciate her because nobody want to keep doing something 
if they're not being seen and appreciated for it in the long, long run. And then you want to make it about the fun, the connection, not about the ejaculation. Yeah. And that's one we haven't really talked too much about. But remember, this is supposed to be fun. Unless you are specifically trying to procreate, mm -hmm. sex is supposed to be fun. It can be fun when you're procreating too, but sometimes, you know, sometimes... There's a little pressure there. There's a little pressure. We, we, we work with couples who are trying to conceive and it's like they start getting like really scientific about it, you know, and it's, it becomes work, you know, and mm -hmm. some, sometimes it loses a little fun. Anyway, aside from that, sex is supposed to be fun. This is like the fun and games part of life, right? This is where you get to have some pleasure, some enjoyment, you know, you get to forget about all the crap that's going on in the world or all the stuff in your life that isn't the way you want it to be. If you're not making it fun and enjoyable, you are not doing it correctly. <laughs> well, and let's, let's talk about the ejaculation part from a woman's perspective. You know, it's sticky. Sometimes there's a lot of it. can get messy. We don't always want to have to deal with it. You know, like sometimes we've prepared a washcloth or tissues. Sometimes we're willing to be the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we and just... And the washcloth. Exactly. <laughs> but sometimes we just don't want to. And it's nice to just skip it. Like it really is. And so if you can get there as well, that would go a long way. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So before we go into the principles of cock worshiping and the techniques, how about a word from our sponsor? Yes. This is for all the ladies listening. So you are going to get the principles and some ideas. But maybe you want to know how to give mind-blowing hand jobs, like with real you know, follow steps where you can see everything, not just being described because we're on a podcast. And so maybe you want to blow his mind and leave him like seeing you like, who is this sex goddess? What did she do to me? You want to be seen like that? Well, I can help you with that because I've created a course called Touch of Love and it's guaranteed to increase your hands to penis skills. So if you go to selinremy.com forward slash go forward slash touch of love, the link will be in the description below. It would lead you to that particular page. It's a fantastic course. You'll get the step-by-steps you need. You'll never doubt yourself again. Yeah, so we're going to give you principles and techniques, but there's only so much we can show you on YouTube or on even... 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So, yeah, make sure that you check out that course if you really want to up your skill level. All right, so let's start about principle number one of cock worshipping. Full presence. Yeah, this is what we were talking about at the beginning, right? It's like you, you got to really love what you're doing. You got to be there. Mm -hmm. You can't be thinking about what you're going to do next. You have to be there with your lover. Now, it's easy if you're going to do it for five minutes, 10 or 15. It's a little harder if you go for longer. But commit to being fully there. 
You are not on your cell phone. You are not writing your shopping list. Not thinking about dinner or the kids. You are there with your full heart, pussy with his cock. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want some of that. <laughs> Principle number two. Use your words. We talk about this a lot. But our biggest sex organ is between our ears. And verbalizing things can go a long way. And especially I think that a lot of men have insecurities when it comes to their penises. Am I big enough? How's my girth? Does she, does she like it? Do I bend the right way? Uh, did I groom well? Like whatever. Like they actually, you know, is it hard enough to satisfy her? And when they can verbally hear that you totally accept their penises as they are, it starts to help them. So remember in the beginning, we're saying that cock worshiping, yes, is pleasurable, but it's also a tool for healing. That's one of the things. Yeah. And, you know, I will just add to that a personal story because I was talking with somebody recently, a man who has always had a, uh, what's the right word I'm looking like? like a, insecurity? Yeah, a small penis insecurity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was actually telling me about how a lover he once had was really the first woman that ever said like, no, it's perfect. It's great. I love it. And it was, wasn't really until that point that he was able to get past this idea that he had a small penis. I honestly have no idea if he has a small <laughs> penis or not, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I think it was mostly just in his head and he just needed somebody to reassure him that everything was fine. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't spend a lot of time at like nude beaches or sex parties, right? You have no idea. Yeah, because you penis. don't see other people yeah. naked. Yeah. And then if you only compare to like the giant horses in, in porn, of course you look small. Right. <laughs> so if you're wondering what does it look like, I'm going to give you a few examples, okay? You have to be genuine in your compliments, okay? You can't lie. But... There are multiple ways. You could say things like, I love how your cock feels in my hands. Or, I love how your cock bends to the right or to the left. Or it's the perfect angle to hit my G-spot. Whatever that is. Um, I love how hard your cock is. <clears throat> We're going to have to hurry up and finish this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love feeling your throbbing hard cock between my hands. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how your cock feels when it's in my mouth. I worship your cock. I love everything about your cock. I love how you taste. I love how you smell. I can't get enough of you. Give it to me. Okay. All right, that worked. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. I, think, I think I turned myself on. I sure turned Kevin on. <laughs> Hopefully the audience is a little turned on. But you got the gist of it. And don't just say things, but also show him. Like if you grab his cock and caress your face with his penis, give yourself a, a facial... <laughs> like a little massage like you're just showing him not only with your words but your actions 
how much you love his cock. This is so yeah. fucking good. Uh-huh. All right, let's move to principle Ooh. number three. Take your time. This is a hard one because, honestly, I have been teaching sexuality for basically at this point, it's coming on to 20 years. And I do different types of things over the years, from having group workshops to having private one-on-one with couples and different things. But one of the things that always surprises me is how fast and hurried people are when they touch each other. Yeah, this one is funny because you might be demoing something and say, okay, I want you to touch him like this. And you'll go nice and slow and very deliberate. And then you go, okay, it's your turn. And they're like going really fast and like they're not really paying attention to what they're doing. They're not realizing that their partner is going like, ah, uh, oh, that, that's not real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of it, I'm sure, is nervousness of, of having to do it in front of the coach. But some of it also is the fact that they're not really very conscious of what they're actually doing. And so if you slow it down and you take your time, your touch will instantly become better. So you don't even have to change anything. You just change how you do it, not what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be perceived very differently. And this is, um, I think this is the one thing that makes the biggest difference. So give yourself permission to slow it down. Also, when you slow it down, you can start to feel everything. And it becomes fun for you. While you are pleasuring him, it's also something for you. And I'll come back to that principle later. Okay. <laughs> Let's move to my number four, which is about savoring every inch. Show him you love his cock. Oh, yeah. Every inch. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. <laughs> but again, you know, when you go slow, you can work every inch. When you go fast, you cover a big area. When you go slower, you take your time. You kind of like dig in and observe and feel and just... Yeah, and something a lot of people may or may not be aware of, but there are different parts of the penis. Yes. Right? So there's different areas that feel differently to different types of touch. And so if you just treat it as all one big thing, okay, that's somewhat okay. But the idea is if you really understand the anatomy of the penis and go, oh, wow, this part, the frenulum is really sensitive to the, this kind of touch, or this part likes a more firm touch, or this likes this stroke or that stroke. There's, there's a lot to it. And so if you're savoring every inch, you're paying attention to those different inches and how you might approach each one differently. I love that you brought that up, Kevin. So there would be the head, the frenulum, kind of the body of the penis, the base, and then the testicles, and even the perineum. Yeah. So that's kind of your zones to, uh, and then you can do anus if you want to, but this would be your zones. All right, number five, make eye contact. I don't know if I need to say more. <laughs> well, I, I would just say that, you know, it, it'll, it's great either way if a woman is worshiping you, but if she's just kind of like, not paying any attention to anything other than your cock. Sometimes you're kind of like, are you here with me? 
Yeah. So the eye contact just establishes that connection and lets you know that, yes, indeed, while she is mainly focusing on your cock, she is there with you too. Absolutely. Number six, enjoy and embrace his scent and taste. Assuming he's groomed properly and the scent and taste are good. Yes, for sure. They should be. Remember, if, if they're you not, want it. you need to work on that. Number seven, communicate. Now, the communication, remember, it's about him. So if you're not sure, you can ask him what does he want or how does he like the pressure? Anything different he would like or something like that. Get some feedback and adjust. The communication, you don't want to be too heady. You want to stay within the experience. But sometimes a little course correcting or adjustment can take the experience to the next level. Mm -hmm. And then number eight, only do what brings you full pleasure. No more, no less. Don't do it out of obligation. Don't do it out of pressure. It's only pleasure. Your touch is only going to be as pleasurable as you're able to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, maybe a guy who's starving for touch is going to take and enjoy anything, even if it's not all that, you know, present or, or whatever. But the reality is if you really want it to be good, if you really want to enjoy it, then yeah, only do what brings you pleasure because that's going to bring me more pleasure. Absolutely. And that also means that you're in charge when it starts, when it ends. And if you can make it a practice to celebrate when you're done, independently of whether or not there was an orgasm or an ejaculation, we celebrate that we worshipped cock, that we gave the cock the attention. That's going to change the quality of the interaction. That's going to make it that you'll want more of it. He'll want more of it. It works both ways. We all want more of it. <laughs> all right. Well, so there you go. Those are the principles. Now, principles are sort of like guidelines, <laughs> right, of general ways in which you want to approach this particular act. But there are also techniques, a little bit more specific techniques. Yeah. And, you know, within the podcast, we can only give you so much. So again, if you want more, go to selinremy.com forward slash go forward slash touch of love. Uh, you'll have an entire course broken down step-by-steps. I think I can't remember how many moves there are, if it's eight or 10, like a lot. But we want to give you some to get you started. So when you think about cock worshiping, there are multiple ways to do that. With your hands, with your mouth, with various body parts. You could use your feet, your breasts. You could use your entire body that you lubed up to massage him and, you know, emphasize the penis area. And when you are in this area, do not forget the testicles. Please include the balls. I know it can be scary for some guys, 
but it feels really good to have the balls included. Always touch the balls lightly, gently, but they can take a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, very similar to, you know, when you are giving to a woman, start gently and then, you know, if he's like, oh yeah, more, pull on my balls or whatever, then go for it. <laughs> so think like, what is it that you want to play with? Your mouth, your hands, you know, I'm going to give you a few things to maybe get you started with your hands, for example. Your hands, you have your thumbs. You could use your thumbs to dig in, massage the perineum. When you use your hands, please use lube or oil, okay? Anytime you get to the penis, please use some form of lubricant. If you're going down on him, it's just saliva. But otherwise, please don't just give him a dry one. <laughs> I mean, unless it's two seconds squeeze, okay? But otherwise, use some oil. Our favorite's coconut oil. It works well. It works for blowjobs too. It does. If you like change your mind on what you want to do, it's delicious. <laughs> um, but use your thumbs. Use your thumbs to massage the perineum, dig in there, release tension. Use your entire hand to do some long strokes. Use your thumbs for specific areas, like what Kevin was talking about with the frenulum. So just massaging the head. Use the tip of your fingers. All right, I'll show you something. I still have my card. <laughs> so use the thumbs on the frenulum, right? Use the whole hand for an up and down motion. Use the palm flat on the head. Okay, that's probably enough simply because we'll probably get banned Absolutely. and demonetized on YouTube. So, <laughs> just to give you some ideas, you have more things you can do than you think. Be creative. If you have fingernails, you can play with that, but be careful. Um, let your lover inspire you. I create new moves all the time. That's true, you do. Just based on the joy of paying attention to how he responds and what I'm liking doing in the moment. Mm -hmm. Do you have a particular move or anything you would want women to know when it comes to cock worshipping? Does mm. the technique even matter? I mean, great technique makes a better experience. There's no doubt about that. But I think what's most important is that she wants to worship my cock and that she does so somewhat regularly, you know, and that she's really present while she's doing it. That's probably the most important thing to me, more so than the, the individual strokes or techniques. But having said that, obviously somebody that knows what they're doing and is using you know, proper strokes and techniques will definitely make it for a more, make it a more enjoyable experience. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would give like, do this exact move. Um, I would say, do it, do it because you love doing it. 
do it frequently, be present while you're doing it, and experiment, do different things, and yeah, pay attention to, you know, how I'm liking it and, and what I respond to, and don't be afraid to experiment and create new moves. So really, this is why we spent more time on the principles, because what you're saying is the principles and how you do it matters more than what? Yes. And so I'm curious to you about any words for our male listeners on how you were able to turn that switch off that you had to come. How did you get there? <laughs> I'm not sure that I ever had that switch, honestly. Like, I never really understood that when guys said that. I'm like, look, you know, there is actually no... We've covered this in shows. There's no such thing as blue balls. Don't... This is ridiculous. Yes, you can have a ton of energy trapped there that you can't move, right? And it can feel like pressure. And you're like, I got to do something with all of this, right? The reality is if you know how to move energy through your body... You can move that energy and use it in other ways. It doesn't have to, like, ejaculation is not the only way to get energy to move through your body, right? So, I don't know, maybe it's martial arts or something else I've done in my life, tantra or whatever. I've just, I can move the energy. It's not a big deal. I don't need to have an ejaculation. And honestly, if I'm training really hard physically that week or if we've made love a few times and I've already ejaculated, I don't even want to ejaculate again because it's, it's like I just don't want to give away that energy. Now, I know there are some people in the industry, including some acquaintances of ours, who will argue, I can go, I'm 50 years old and I can come as many times as I want and I never feel any, any uh, loss of energy or depletion. This is nonsense. This Tantra stuff's a bunch of crap, right? <laughs> what he fails to realize, and I'm thinking of a particular individual, is that because he and his partner know how to make love reasonably well, they know how to build energy and move energy. And they make it long enough that he's been able to circle up a lot of energy. Right. So if you build up enough energy, you don't feel that big loss. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing is like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost that age now. And, you know, I train pretty hard physically, uh, as well as, you know, making love and doing stuff like that. It's like, sometimes my body's tired. Like, mm -hmm. And it's not because I didn't build up enough energy in the lovemaking. It's because it's Thursday and I've already had four workouts, <laughs> a mountain bike ride, and worked God knows how many hours <laughs> a day. And I'm tired. Like, sometimes that's just how it is. And I'm like, even if I build up all the energy, I don't really feel like... Like, I want to build up that energy so that I can... They can replenish the energy that's already depleted from, from the work stress and training, right? So, yeah. So, for me, I don't know. I've never really had, I guess, that switch, at least not in any recent time I can remember. And I think it's important, just thanks for sharing your experience. For all the women listening to that, please don't tie your self-worth in your ability to make him come. Please, like, separate these uh, it's going to make you experience so much better. You know, I, a lot of women do do this. And this is something that we work with women a lot on. Um, and this is actually something we work with men on because when men are experiencing premature ejaculation, we can't just look at what's going on with them. We have to look at the dynamics in their mm -hmm. relationship, right? And a dynamic that often comes up is that she's intentionally, well, 
I should I say intentionally, but subconsciously intentionally doing things to make him come faster. And so we have to reteach her, here's what you're doing that is basically creating the outcome that you don't want. Why do they do that even subconsciously? Because they've tied it into their self-worth about their ability to make him come. Ladies, let me break it to you, okay? Making a guy come is about the easiest fucking thing you can do on this planet. This is not something to tie your self-worth to. Anybody can make a guy come. Okay, there are a few guys who experience actual delayed ejaculation. Aside from them, anybody can make a guy come. This is not some Herculean task, right? So just stop it. And let it go. Yeah. You are perfectly worthy without that. All right. That was a lot that we covered today. Yes, and stay tuned for next week's episode as well, where we will do the counterpart to this, which is pussy worshiping. And you're going to hear our perspective on how to do that. And it's going to be the same basic idea, which is we're going to tell women how to get more of it, why they might not be getting enough of it, how they can encourage their man to do more. And we're going to talk to the men about how they can be better at it and how to really do it well. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>